0: is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: Good morning, this is The Morning Run. Joyce, Julian and Sharitz here with you. Coming up after the 8am news bulletin later, we have The Breakfast Grill. Today, Sharitz, here speaking to Liu Liu Oihan. He is the CEO of Genexu.
0: That's right. So uh, Genexu They are a fintech firm uh, which provides technology and online solutions to banks, insurance companies and also consumers. Now, they are commonly known for their online portal uh, Ringgit Plus. So I'll be speaking to uh, Liu, uh, I mean, I'll be speaking to Han about the company's plan going forward and the role it plays in the financial industry, particularly after they've received approval from Bank Negara Malaysia Financial Financial Technology Regulatory uh, Sandbox and also how he deals with data that they uh, on the uh, on their platform, which they've collected.
1: Okay, so, so that's coming up after the eight a.m. news bulletin. But first, let's talk about. Property yesterday, Bank Negara Malaysia launches affordable homes and Rumahku portal fund. The stated goal is to kickstart home ownership here. Home ownership here in Malaysia, and Bank Negara has allocated one billion ringgit to help home buyers from the lower income group nationwide to purchase their first homes. I think there are a couple of details on this. Uh, what do they, what do we have here, Julian?
2: Yeah, but this is for buying properties below one hundred fifty thousand uh, ringgit. Do they exist? Mm, you know that's a question. One hundred fifty thousand ringgit yeah, uh, below one hundred fifty. 50,000 Ringgit
1: and uh, below. They should actually You know what they should do They should come up with a map With these kind of locations Oh for this are. kind of price You can get You know These kind of properties Here, here and here You know Exactly
0: mm. And yeah. also the numbers That are available as well the, In terms of percentage Of the overall property Exactly, and uh, the other benefit is
2: uh, that the financing rate is a, a discounted rate at 3.5%. I think most rates right now are 4.5% mm. and so on. So that helps uh, the, with the monthly repayment very much. Mm. Uh, you know, it reduces it by quite a s- substantial amount. Especially when you consider that uh, the bulk of the first few years repayment is all about interest,
0: right? Uh, mm-hmm. So this
2: reduces the monthly cash outflows.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, this is open to those uh, with a maximum monthly household income of two thousand three hundred ringgit. Now they did not, and uh, as so long as they did not also have a record of impaired financing in the past twelve months. Now, the fund has a tenure of. Up to 40 years or 70 years of the applicant's age, whichever is shorter. And uh, AKPK is also involved in providing an online financial education module. The idea is to provide some financial literacy to complement the loan. So I, I guess financial literacy uh, is a key part of this. I mean, mm-hmm. basically, if you're going to assist them financially, you're going to provide them assistance. Uh, it's also important for them to be able to manage. Uh, and financial literacy is key to this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so the participating banks are M Bank, BSN, Cimb, Maybank, and RHB Bank. And uh, at the event yesterday, Finance Minister Lim Guaning said many banks today don't want to give out loans because many of the repayment requirements were not fulfilled. As it should, I don't blame the banks if the borrower is not able to meet the requirements for a loan. They, I mean, it's tough like, to loan to them. Or or maybe you know there should be a program where. You help, uh, where you help as Sharad uh, say, you know, financial literacy. You help them with regards to how to manage their finances, and 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 again, look at the credit scoring of these borrowers before giving out the loans.
2: Absolutely. Um, and last week I interviewed Chagamas on the Breakfast Grill, and uh, really Chagamas is a kind of uh, institution which provides. Uh, lending mechanism because they provide funding to the banks for the specific purposes of creating property loans, right, mortgage Mm -hmm. loans, uh, so that the banks are willing to uh, lend out to property uh, owners. And uh, I I think this is also a, a, a chance for Chakamas to step up, really. But, you know, the question here is that if the government is concerned about roof overhead, uh then you know maybe rental is uh, an option as well i mean I, I sound like a broken record on this <laughs> of course when you when you buy uh let's say a 150000 ringgit house or a 300000 ringgit house it might be in a far corner of uh, your city right uh, mm. you, and it may give you inconveniences to come right into town but what if you rented like a similarly cheap place uh, closer to town, then uh, you know it may ease uh, the travelling time and other parts of your life as well.
1: You know, Julian, you asked. You know, are there even any homes below hundred and fifty thousand ringgit? According to the finance minister, there are under programs like Rumah Selangoku, as well as in many other states, there are such programs. So I guess uh, I have to go and do a bit of research. But it'll be interesting to note where are these houses? Where are they located? Absolutely, yeah. and you, and you, I... ha-
2: you really have to ask the question of whether you're isolating the B40 even further when you put That's them right. in far away, far flung places mm. uh, where the houses there can be priced at one hundred fifty thousand uh, ringgit, rather than integrate them into a society.
0: Yeah, so this adds also to the cost of transportation because our public transportation is still not well connected. I mean, we still don't have a very extensive coverage with regards to that. Now, uh, on Malay Mail as well, there's uh, they also have news yesterday that all banks will be required to cooperate with Sharika Jaminan Credit Perumahan Berhad, uh, a government-owned credit guarantee company under the new national housing policy uh, from 2018 to 2025. Now, this is to allow greater access to affordable home loans for low-income earners. Now, as per the new national housing policy, the program will be open to those buying low- and medium-cost homes. And uh, credit service will be open to both private and state-built houses.
1: Yeah, so the SJKP, this is a Jaminan Credit Perumahan Berhad, was initially set up to provide housing loan guarantees worth 200 million ringgit annually for Syarikat Perumahan Negara Burhat homes and um looking at this i think there this whole topic of property affordability as well as property overhang has been ongoing for many many months yeah. you know and as early as um even last year you know um, there was this news coming out that malaysia is reportedly entering um you know there the unsold homes unsold completed residential units that's over 30000 Units of them, and yeah. that's quite a lot. Is an increase of about forty eight percent from twenty seventeen.
2: Uh, that's right. So uh, there, there are about twenty billion ringgit worth of unsold homes, and the government is um, having this expo right uh, for, yeah, for sale. You can go, you can go shopping for property. So mm-hmm. uh, the question then becomes: Should the government be involved in the business of supporting? Uh, property developers and clearing their unsold stock, right? Mm. At this point in time, $28 billion seems like an okay amount of money. It, it hasn't become really a systemic issue as far as banking loans are concerned, which go into their trillions, right? So this is not really, uh, unsold property is not really a, a problem, a systemic problem right now. But if you are saying that you want to help the B forty own homes or put roofs over their heads, then yeah, I, I think that's a good policy. But not, not for the purpose of supporting property developers.
1: Yeah, so it's I guess balancing this and, and yeah. I guess if it's supporting as Julie mentioned, supporting the, the public and supporting people who cannot afford a homes to find a home to buy, that's good. So it's kinda of like matching. They're matching the supply and demand, but looking at all these numbers, are uh, just to note this over twenty billion ringgit total value of these units, unsold units. These numbers do not include service apartments and small offices and home offices. They are the SOHOS. Because if that did, the value, the overhang value, would rise to over forty thousand units valued at twenty-seven, over twenty-seven billion ringgit. So it's definitely a bigger um, value there, more units, a lot of units out there still not being sold.
0: Yeah, and uh, just one more, one more to highlight is that the properties that we're speaking about here, most of the uh, bulk of the overhang are priced between five hundred thousand and above, meaning they are all the luxury. Uh, Properties. They're not B40 products. They're not, They're the not affordable? Product. That's right. <laughs> so, and also, JPPH, they, they, uh, they chimed in as well. They, I mean, they, contribu- they said uh, that uh, the country's overhang scenario has changed due to thousands of unsold service apartments and so hosts, as you mentioned earlier. And uh, developers have started building shoebox size unit built in urban centers on commercial land instead of lower valued residential land. And developers they cut the unit smaller to bring the overall price down, giving an illusion of affordability. So... Um, I think this 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 too has to be uh, emphasised. when we talk about affordability, we do not want to compromise as, uh, on the quality of life and the quality of living of the spaces that you know that's been sold.
1: Yeah. So uh, property is definitely a hot topic, but uh, poverty rate is also quite a big issue. And according to Professor Martin Ravillon, Malaysia needs to redefine its property line, which has stayed stagnant at seven ringgit a day for forty years.
0: Yeah. So that's clearly outdated, I guess.
1: Um, yeah, he noted that uh, the data available from the government of Malaysia's Department of Statistics suggests that the country has made huge that has made huge progress against poverty because the official poverty rate had fallen nearly fifty percent in 1970 to just zero point four percent in 2016. But he warns that you know um, this warrants a closer look at the stats because he's saying that the supposed fall of the property rate has largely been due to our poverty. Line of seven ringgit a day, which has stayed stagnant for f- forty years.
2: Yeah. So what he's saying is that you got to make that uh, property, uh, sorry, not property, but poverty poverty, poverty mm-hmm. comparison relative to uh, similar countries to Malaysia. And if you do that, then the poverty line becomes fifty ringgit a day yep. instead of uh, that seven seven ringgit. seven ringgit. So it's it's many times yeah, higher than that. And if you did gap. that, yeah. uh, if you did that, the poverty rate would rise to from almost nothing to twenty percent. So that, that's a mm. big policy see implication there
0: yeah that's right so um, its social protection is also failing now uh, revillon uh, adds that thus the social protection efforts may also be failing to reach the poorest in society. Now, social protection programs policy focus on B40 income groups, uh, but and they are uh, Bantuan Sarahidop, Cost of Living Aid Schemes, a 40 Health Protection Fund. And yes, there have been programs introduced to address income inequality uh, focused on the B40 income group, but these efforts, they still may miss the many Malaysian living in, Malaysians living in poverty.
1: Yeah, but to be clear though, Malaysia has made Good progress at reducing relative and absolute poverty. Uh, relative inequality has been trending downwards, and Revillon notes that Malaysians spend. Um, Malaysians overall appear to have a positive attitude towards the underprivileged.
2: Yeah, I think that uh, it's it's again uh, re- literally relatives, relative. Right, um, it's not a case of zero poverty or almost uh, non, non-existent non poverty, but actually the poverty rate is 20%. And if 20% of the people of Malaysia are suffering, then the question uh, for policy is what are you going to do about it? That's right. It's a substantial number. It's actually a meaningful number. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I think another point to point out is also data, whether or not we have current data. So one thing that came out was that um, there is lack of data access and one, bar- one barrier to better understand poverty in Malaysia and how to solve it is Because of the lack of data access and current data, I think, information, how current do we have uh, the information when it comes to poverty and, you know, when it comes to um, measuring poverty and inequality?
2: You know, one one interesting question is uh, whether you can live with a 50 ringgit a day kind of income. And if you get that kind of income, whether you resort to other means like businesses and so on. You know, bankruptcy has risen to uh, 300,000 as the highest of the last Mm, few years.
1: mm. Well, we're going to take a break for the 8 a.m. news. And after that, we have the breakfast grill with the CEO of Janek Soup, Ui Han Liu. Stay tuned to BFM 89.9.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.